0: Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, this is Alex. And we're here currently at the office of Valley with Ajit, who's a co-founder of Valley India, Evercoach. And uh, he's actually specialized in marketing and he has teams of people running marketing in his company. So welcome, Ajit. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for inviting me here. So, yeah, thank you for having us here in your very beautiful office. (laughs) We'll show you guys some shots of the office here. Uh, It's very, very beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful offices I've ever been to. So, I have members who don't know how to to start. They're just starting up in marketing. They want to get into making money online and becoming good at marketing and just traveling the world and sales and all that kind of stuff. So they actually have no idea where to start and they want to know. They don't have a product yet, they don't have a list yet, they don't have an audience yet, and they don't know how to get any of those things. So if you were to start right now from scratch, what would you do? So when I look at start, and we start a lot of businesses, I mean there are
1: just two companies that I mentioned. Uh, right now but I've started many companies and every time that I start a company I always actually start by putting a simple landing page to validate any idea that that I want to pursue um, in time and uh, the first steps to starting any business is to first understand what the market or what how how small and how narrow you can go and understand a little bit about the market so that you understand how far you can create a business from there and then go further into it. So, for example, if I was to take hypothetically that we were starting a business, and we did we did start a business just about nine months ago. It already does a million, uh, called Evercoach, and that business was in a completely different field called uh, coaching. So, it was addressing coaches to become better at what they do. Instead uh, of so just jumping into the coaching business, what we did is first we said, Do we have existing leverage? Do we know a place where we can get coaches already to kind of show up and say, Would they be even interested? If, if we saw that, his second part was to throw up a landing page and literally go run a couple of Facebook ads and see if people would be interested in it. It's very easy to target when you know what you're going to address and who are you going to address. So for example, if you were starting a coaching business today, you would throw a landing page with something like lead pages or click funnels um, or Unbounce, whichever software you like more. It's like 99 bucks or even a free trial or something. Um, set up a landing page with a simple headline that says, Uh, how to XYZ, whatever the XYZ that is. So for us it was how to be a six-figure coach, for example, because I was addressing coaches who want to be better at coaching, right? Just simple headline, how to XYZ, simple call to action saying sign up here to get your free report, free training, free video, free audio, whatever you want to go over, right? Uh, A Couple of bullets that explains what they're going to get and why they should sign up for it and see if people sign up for it. Run basic ad, simple targeting, type coaching in Facebook search. You'll find a couple of people who are addressing that. Find those people, run an ad targeted to one of the, that audience. 200 bucks. You will see how much you're costing cost per lead. If there is, usually I would say, on Facebook, anything that ranges between a dollar and four, depending on the complexity of your market, you're good. If you're selling a really high price item to a very select audience or a very your market, you'll probably end up paying something like four bucks, five bucks a lead. Uh, If you're serving a very broad audience like personal growth or or fitness or something like that You're looking at a dollar lead or can be even cheaper sometimes But a dollar lead is good to be able to go Okay, this looks like a valid idea because people are signing up. They need this product What I now need to do is actually go create it, right? Or at least they're at least interested in the how-to of getting started on that or how-to in exploring that opportunity So you can go okay, so a free series would work. People will sign up. That means you can build a list and so the next step for you is to actually go ahead and create that product, throw in an OTO, see if people buy on the one-time, OTO is one-time offer, know if the audience is aware of that. But a one-time offer is basically as soon as you sign up, uh, you're given an offer for a discounted price for the full price of the product. So for example, if you are doing a coaching product that costs 500 bucks, you say if you sign up here, uh, as soon as you sign up, you get a 30% discount, you maybe get the product for 300 bucks or 350 bucks. And uh, people can take immediate action that liquidates your offer and allows you to run advertising more aggressively. Eventually, if you will win as a startup or not, it will clearly be defined if you can buy more media. If you can get more leads, if you can get more people to engage with you, you will win. If you can't get big enough market, most likely you will be able to build a business, it will probably pay the bills. But it will never become a big business so be very mindful of that a lot of times yes once you validate the startup idea you go in and you go okay so that's 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 how and i should just go in but it's not a broad scope so you want to be mindful of that so basically three simple steps first throw in the landing page uh see how many people sign up run a facebook ad for it that's step two and third see if it's actually broad enough which means you can actually have depending on the size of business that you want to create but if you want to create a million dollar business, is there enough scope for you to actually create that much advertising or that kind of reach? Uh, if there are any competitors that are doing that kind of revenues in that market, because that kind of proves that there is enough scope in the market for you to be able to expand your reach and create your business to, to that you want to create it. Um, I like to only work on businesses that at lease a potential of 10 million dollars. So I know that even if I Create like half asset and not really do the full work that I need to do. At least end up making two three million
0: dollars. This is great. Mm-hmm. And um, so, if someone wants to build a company and they don't have a goal yet of like oh ten million, because mm-hmm. if you're just starting out, it seems too far away. Mm-hmm. So how would they? How soon would they be able to validate if the list and their offer is good enough to reach, for example, six figures in the first year? So here are some things. Now, I told it
1: ranges. So I just that's the uh, that's a disclaimer that it ranges really from how expensive your product is. The numbers that I'm going to share will change. So for example, if you're doing a product uh, for five hundred bucks, usually if your sales page converts anywhere between one to three percent, you will create a six-figure business because you'll be able to run enough traffic to it that you will be able to create the six-figure business. If your product is um, then you're probably looking at uh, 1% of the entire list that you create, which is much smaller, uh, which means the sales phase will convert like at such a negligible rate that you have to pretty much pick up the phone to create any sales, Um, but then creating a six-figure business is only 10 sales in that scenario, so you'll be able to create a six-figure business with just getting a lot of leads in there and being able to pick up the phone and really do the calls. If you're able to close anywhere from ten to thirty percent on the phone, you'll probably be okay uh, and be able to do your ten sales. I mean think about it like this, if you have a ten thousand dollar product, which is which looks very difficult from if you look at it from that perspective, but it's actually very easy to create ten thousand dollar products, especially if you're in the services industry. Uh, all you have to do is close ten people, which is one sale every month, or less than one sale every month, which means if you're able to generate a thousand interested leads, you have to close mm-hmm. 0.01%. Uh, to be able to actually create those number of sales. And that's a $100,000 business right there. Um, you could, I mean, these numbers can vary, as I said, depending if you have a $100 product, then of course you need to convert way more. You're looking at sales pages converting anywhere from 6% to 10%. If you're able to hit these numbers, you often rate somewhere between 20% to 50% on on Facebook, uh, you'll be able to create a six-figure business. So six-figure businesses look very complicated. Uh, and I know it might be hard for you to right now go oh this guy is just saying because he's been doing this for a while but that's actually not true Uh, you can create a six-figure business much easily uh, in a smaller market when you don't have too much to really think about because in today's world in 2015 you are able to create a landing page fast a sales page fast you don't even have to create the product you can start with the launch i know so many of uh, people that i interact with on a daily basis like coach or mentor and, and you can create, a, I mean, I know so many people that I've worked with who created a six figure business in just about eight months, because they just went out and said, okay, you know what, it's more about the decision that you make saying that I want to create a six figure business and the permission that you give yourself of saying, I'm not going to accept the, how people tell you to do everything, because here is why six figure businesses are not getting created today. It's as easy as it is, is because the people who are trying to create six-figure businesses are not creating any differentiation in the market. They look exactly like the other guy. And when you look exactly like the other guy, there is no trust that you build with the audience. There is no love that you build with the audience. But just a small differentiation of standing for what you stand for or addressing a much micro market instead of addressing a broad market. Instead of trying to speak to everybody, speaking to those specific people, just these little differentiations that you create in the market space, six-figure is that easy. It's not really, that, like I said, 10 calls, $10,000, that's all you need. $10,000 is not hard if you're in the services space or any kind of business space. Because, I mean, if you're going to make me 100 grand, I have no problem investing 10,000 with you. To make somebody 100 grand, it could be as simple as putting a website or running some basic Facebook traffic and you can a 100 grand. So, um, six figure is more block in, in, in our heads because of the place we're coming from. Uh, but if you look at the abundance in the world, six figures are actually easier these days because, um, and I, I know I'm going a little bit more deeper in human, human psychology, but, but it's important to know that human beings have evolved. We don't we don't live in the fight or flight response more as much as we used to live. So there was a scarcity mindset that the world has had, but the new generation and even the existing generation, think about the amount of abundance we have. We don't have to fight for we are more fighting for things like, oh, I'm not happy about this stuff or boredom. That's why Snapchat is a hit or your, uh, you know, Periscope is a new hit because everybody's fucking bored. You can use anywhere you like. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was just being mindful. So, so you know, people are looking for more things that allow them to move forward, the passion and the purpose. And, and being able to contribute and being able to grow is a lot more important to people. So the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If you know that uh, the highest needs, the self-actualization needs, have become more important than the need of getting the basic money, because you can really create that wealth, really, really fast, the moment you shift your mind and not really worry about the money, but worry about the other things. Because that's how you communicate to your audience. That's what your audience really needs. I mean, look at the world. Look at your clients right now, and you will see. That they are more bored than they are uh, starving. They actually no problem with starving because you can get a McDonald's meal for like five bucks or something. So nobody's starving. They're eating too much, for that matter. <laughs> so, so just work from that place. Don't try to be everybody, and and just remove that barrier of saying six figures is a lot because it's not. Not in today's
0: world. Abundance is, there's a lot of abundance stuff. All right. I actually have a client right now, and he's already created a product, mm-hmm. so he, th- he hasn't tested it yet, so mm-hmm. he's just starting out, he already has a site out, the product is ready, he based it off uh, market research, I suppose, reading mm-hmm. forums and stuff like that, and he says, now I need to find affiliates, and mm-hmm. he wants to find affiliates on ClickBank, what would you suggest to this particular client of mine?
1: Uh, Worst idea ever, (laughs) just to let you know. Uh, Sorry, didn't want to attack you like that. But at the same point in time, to go find affiliates, first of all, without testing your offer, nobody's going to sign up with you because they need to know the EPC that they're going to get paid. They need to know the commissions they're going to get paid. They need to know if the offer even converts because you thinking that your offer converts is no proof for anybody to actually have. I I mean, unless you know all the affiliates already and they're your friends and buddies, then they will promote you. But if you're going out first time in the market, trying to go, hey, here's my offer, promote it. Nobody's gonna do that. I'm not your friend. I, I don't care that your offer is up. There are millions of offers that are, uh, and not millions, but hundreds of offers that are. Up. So it's it's a choice between that. So that's the first thing that I would just completely avoid is to try to get affiliates. Try to get affiliates on ClickBank even harder because they are very um, business opportunity based. So they're not even. Uh, Sometimes it's not even worth putting the time as much as ClickBank is a phenomenal platform and nothing against ClickBank but but a lot of affiliates there are are just opportunity seekers and so they they come and go, they don't really know what they're doing a lot of the times so I would rather not focus on that. Uh, If you really want to play the affiliate game, find the top affiliates, promote them first, prove your EPC to them and even if one jumps on board, you will have a hit. but at the same point in time, I would say start with Facebook or any kind of advertising you can. Simple blogging, uh, you could be podcasting, you could be doing videos on YouTube. It could be anything uh, where you can first validate your offer, justify an EPC, and then be able to go to an affiliate and say, hey, I'm getting... And, and Your EPC has to be good. I don't know what, it, what, what, what is the business that you are in or what's, their, what's the product, but EPCs have to be competitive to the market that you're playing in. Um, a personal load EPC, anything above a dollar and a half EPC is good. Uh, this is commission paid out uh, for, I think, uh, internet marketing kind of products. It's six, seven dollars at least that you need to create uh, and stuff like that. So you need to know your market EPC and then be able to give that EPC first for having anybody to promote your product. Nobody's just going to promote it because of that. Mm-hmm. So that's my feedback. Like, don't worry about affiliates first. Anyways, it's a pain in the ass to work with affiliates unless you know them and they're your friends. And if they're not your friends, then just like don't bother. Just go and first create some uh, value in the world by running
0: simple ads or creating some content modeling. It's easy these days. And um, actually, would you agree that someone who hasn't coached anyone yet, so he's, he's teaching social anxiety, how to beat social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Would you have someone who doesn't coach people one-on-one create an information product before they have that experience, before they know right. how to deliver the results, mm-hmm. should they create a product to launch? So you're saying the person who has created a product on social anxiety has never had social anxiety himself or what he, ha- he has for himself, he's created it for himself, but not for other people yet. What would you suggest to someone like that? Should he first coach other people? Or would you say you can go straight into product launches and information products? You can go straight into product launches but I would, if I was you, I would
1: never do it. Because for me, it doesn't make any sense trying to teach somebody when you have not really proven the concept. You've worked on yourself and that works great, works for you, it doesn't prove that the product is strong. I would, I would rather go in with a good product, so I can, my product will become my marketing eventually. And that's how it should be. So I would do the route that you said. I would go in, I would coach a couple of people, try to see what is missing in my product. Is it actually a complete product? And if it is, then I would go ahead and launch it. But I would first try to make sure that my product is actually good. So mm-hmm. uh, because that's in the long, long run, that's going to win. Otherwise, yeah, a couple of people will buy. They will refund. Uh, you'll think this doesn't work anymore, and then it's all going to suck. So mm-hmm. I rather rather create a great product and let that do the marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, Mind Valley and you know all the brands are involved with inside Mind Valley. Can I call them brands? Yeah, you can. So, you have hundreds of thousands of people. On any almost any website you go to, I go to, and there's a number right there, there's hundreds of thousands of people in the email list. So how do you manage, or how does your team manage all those email lists? How, how does this work, macro and micro? So each of the lists eventually
1: uh, is managed by uh, an individual. So it's, it's uh, the list ranges from 100,000 people to sometimes a million people on, the, on, on a list. And, uh, but, but the layers of complexity in the sense of uh, just the, the blasting of lists and all that kind of stuff can be managed by one person. What we do have is we have an over-encompassing uh, content uh, and email strategy. So all the activities are kind of synced to that, uh, which means that if there is um, an interview that we did or or a video that we created, usually we'll try to create it to be as relevant to most audiences, if not all audiences. Um, And then that interview will be just a content piece that's going out to everybody. So we try to create um, content and value as, as closely intertwined that we can use the same thing across different channels. Uh, but if that's not the case, we at least have individual uh, content strategy because I mean, just, just sending emails, just offers, which I know is a, is a practice that most people do, we just don't uh, appreciate it as much. We, we, we like to contribute to people also who may not be ready to take action in purchasing a particular product. Um, so so we, we mix and match, but it's mostly managed by one individual per list. Um, sometimes one individual for two, three lists because it's really not that complicated once you've got the strategy down. Uh, it needs maybe some emails written so that a copywriter's job, they don't the emails and just send it out. Um, I, I don't know if that answers
0: the question. Was that the question? Was that answers? Yes, actually it does. Um, and how much training does a someone like that who manages a list of, say, 300,000 people, how much training would you give someone like that? Very minimal because all they're doing is more of the technical aspect of actually sending
1: out the email. So eventually as the business grows or any business grows, you become more and more specialized. Specialized become, specialization becomes more important than generalization. There are just a couple of generalists who understand the overall scheme of things, but otherwise everybody's very, very specialized to what they do. So copywriters are very specialized to write in particular tones for the list that we're addressing. There are specialized people who know how to manage the mailing calendar and send out the emails as per the schedule. But the overall scheme of things, when established, it's established by a group of individuals who are more like the marketing strategists. So all of them come together and go, okay, this is what we're going to do this quarter. These are the different offers we're going to promote, these are the different launches that are going to happen, these are the different webinars, these are different content pieces that are going to go. Mm-hmm. And that's been defined, uh, predefined by a set of, um, I would say marketers who understand the scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, it, it becomes literally like following a checklist. So so that that's what is going to happen once the business grows because you can't be um, you just can't do it any other way. It, it's just the best way to do it. So everybody starts experimenting and becomes careless.
0: Alright, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like it, I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.